Hello listeners, I am Krishna with Hindu Lit, a podcast on Indian literature, mythologies and history. Today's episode is a continuation of the multi-episode series on Varghese Kurian, the milkman of India. The Kheira District's dairy cooperative at Anand, a small village in Gujarat, was successful under the management of Varghese Kurian. Politicians like Rajendra Prasad and Jawaharlal Nehru, the President and Prime Minister of India, visited the cooperative and promoted it as a symbol of national progress. Kurian had established himself as an esteemed figure across the country for leading the dairy cooperative to much success. One day, Kurian visited his brother-in-law, Philip. Philip owned a tea and coffee company. He asked Kurian, You know, Kurian, you've been doing well in Anand with the dairy cooperative. Have you thought of a brand name yet? A good brand name can help with marketing and advertising. Kurian agreed. You make a good point. I hadn't given it much thought before. Kurian went back to his office and discussed the subject with his senior staff. He said, We need a brand name for our organization. Let's avoid Western names. We need a brand name that tells people that our product is truly Indian. One of the senior officers said to Kurian, But Western names sell. Even Polson is a Western name and he was successful. Oh, to heck with Polson. We put him out of business, remember? No, let's stick with an Indian-sounding name. It is a reflection of our national pride. Dalaya, a friend and colleague of Koreans, suggested. How about Amulya, Korean? It means priceless. Don't you think that is a good reflection of our organization and what we want to convey to the public? Korean liked the name Amulya. When the final brand name was created, Amulya was shortened to Amul, which coincidentally was the perfect acronym for the Anand Milk Union Limited. And so, in 1957, the brand name Amul was registered. Nascent India faced some challenges in the beginning decades since its independence. It had its first two conflicts with the nation of Pakistan in 1947 and 1965. In 1962, it faced off against China as well. During this time, the Indian Army and the government representatives worked with Kurian and Amul to ensure an adequate supply of milk to India's soldiers. Kurian agreed to organize the milk needed. The government official told Kurian that they could help arrange a loan or a grant. However, Kurian refused. He explained to the official that the Amul and the Kera cooperative would not abuse the country's national emergency to make a quick buck. Kurian worked to ensure that the country had adequate milk during those challenging times. In the 1960s, Amul wanted to expand its marketing to the broader public. 
they created a drawing of a girl child with a mischievous look eating cheese, curd, and other dairy products. India has many holidays and festivals celebrating various gods. One such event is in celebration of the deity Krishna, who is culturally well known as growing up as a cowherd and stealing curd as a yummy treat. Amul would market its girl-child mascot interacting and sharing curd with the young boy deity Krishna. The marketing campaign proved to be a success, propelling Amul to greater heights. In 1964, the then Prime Minister Lal Bahadur Shastri visited Anand and the Amul Dairy. Shastri didn't want to stay at a fancy guest house and instead asked to be accommodated at a farmer's home. Kurian made arrangements with one of the farmers. The farmer was a bit perplexed by this request from the Prime Minister as the farmer lived in a small hut. He asked Kurian how he could make the Prime Minister's stay comfortable. Kurian understood the simple life that the farmers lived. He told the farmer that Shastri would eat whatever the farmers could provide. Lal Bahadur Shastri indeed visited Anand and stayed with the farmer and his family. Shastri wanted to understand the success of Anand and Amul. He toured the dairy cooperative with Kurian and was quite impressed with what he saw. He said to Kurian, There isn't a lot of rainfall here. The soil is not considered particularly fertile. Your farmers are hard-working, but not overly so. Yet, they are happy and successful. Why is that? Kurian replied, There is no secret. The farmers are co-owners of the dairy. They have a vested interest in its success. The Prime Minister liked what he heard. He asked Kurian to help replicate the style and pattern at Amul in Anand across the country. Shastri wanted to establish a National Dairy Development Board and wanted Kurian to lead it as the chairman. Kurian agreed under the condition that the new board would be headquartered at Anand. Shastri agreed. As chairman, Kurian went to visit many state higher-ups and dairy higher-ups and pushed for changing the system to one similar to Anand. He was met with resistance. People just did not want to change. Many didn't like the idea of handing over the dairy industry to the farmers. Others were concerned about the resources necessary for the project. Kurian then spoke with the Home Secretary, L.P. Singh. When Singh asked Kurian what the challenge was in making progress, Kurian explained that none of the other states' dairies wanted to follow the Anand philosophy. Singh told Kurian that he would talk to the state ministers. Singh kept his word and was able to remove the roadblocks that Kurian was facing to spread the structure and philosophy of Anand. With the support of the Indian government, 
Korean then went to the United Nations World Food Program and asked for some food aid. At that time, the European countries were willing to give their surplus milk powder to a developing nation. After Korean provided a clear proposal with a plan for improving the nation, the Europeans provided their milk powder surplus to India. This marked the beginning of Operation Flood in India in 1970. Milk products from Europe were distributed to India, creating a market for them in the bigger cities. Korean helped organize the market so that there was a direct link between producers and consumers through cooperative structures. This cut out the middlemen and other greedy milk merchants. Milk was collected by the villagers and consolidated at the district level. The milk was then converted to various dairy products at the district level and handed out by district unions. Finally, at the state level, the marketing was managed by the marketing federations. As India's milk production increased, it reduced its milk imports until it didn't need to import any further. By removing the middlemen, the regional price variations were reduced significantly. The direct connection between producers and consumers improved quality and pricing. In 1973, to further compete with the private sector, a Gujarat Cooperative Milk Marketing Federation, the GCMMF, was established. The economic progress also improved the social standing of many poor and lower caste people in India. Kurian and the leaders of Amul were against the caste system and did not provide preferences based on caste. The success of the dairy cooperatives also improved the standing of women in India who were able to use the money for themselves or their children, giving them some independence. Kurian observed that many well-educated students were more interested in flying abroad for higher education and working outside of India for high-paying jobs. He wanted more of the students to pursue fields within India so that they could improve the quality of life for all Indians. His cousin Ravi Mathai was the director of Indian Institute of Management in Ahmedabad. Kurian discussed his interest in education with his cousin, who invited him to join the board of IIM. Kurian joined the board, however, he did not find many takers for his suggestions. So he resigned and decided to build his institution. In 1979, the Institute of Rural Management, or the IRMA, was founded. Kurian lived a life where he was invested in the people of his country. As his daughter, Nirmala Kurian, said, he was in the business of developing people and milk was only a tool. Kurian received many awards in his lifetime, including Padma Shri, Padma Bhushan, Krishi Ratna, and Padma Vibhushan, which are all prestigious national awards. Despite all his success, Kurian lived a modest life. His grandson Siddharth once asked Kurian, 
Dada, how are you living such a simple life when you are recognized across the world? Korean said to his grandson, There are many people in our villages where people don't have enough to eat or enough to wear. Many of them live in areas without satisfactory sanitation and plumbing. As someone who is under their employ, it would be gross and inappropriate for me to live a luxurious life. Korean continued to work hard all his life for the better of the poor people in India. He was an atheist but well informed about both Christian and Hindu values and took from both the noble teachings. When Kurian was 90, he visited Nandiyad Hospital near Anand due to an illness. He died there in September 2012. In honor of Kurian, major dairy groups in the country observe Kurian's birthday on November 26th as National Milk Day. He was given the title Father of the White Revolution of India for his contribution to dairy farming. That brings us to our conclusion of the multi-part series on Varghese Kurian's life. Kurian lived his life passionately loving his country. I think we can learn a lot from men like Kurian who despite their success were not known for their egotism or self-aggrandizement. He cared about his fellow man and while his status could have afforded him immense wealth, he lived a modest and humble life. I think he is a great example for us to reflect on when we pursue our own dreams and ambitions so that we do so in a manner that enhances the lives of not only our own but also our fellow man. That ends this week's podcast. Please join me again next time for more stories on Indian literature, mythologies and history.